da 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 I think that's how the Hall of Fame song goes. <laughs> Sounds more like Star Wars, but sure. Get out of What's a good word? Chris Funder and Alex Freddie Williams here. Uh, special WrestleMania week bonus talking WWE Hall of Fame class of 2020, 2021? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, notable absentee Dave Batista. Yeah, he's uh, busy. Busy boy. Um, apparently filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ooh, sounds good. Last okay. I heard, he was in Australia too. So, Yeah, fair enough then. Um, so, yeah, as um, anyone who's aware of uh, our Fugs rosters, a number of these people have already been uh, drafted and then the Hall There's of Fame a- didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, besides the celebrity inductees, there's only one person that isn't a part of the Fugs roster or Fugs game who will be added immediately, unfortunately. Oh, my. Um, So we might as well start off um, top to bottom here as they're listed on the the website here. 2020 Hall of Fame's John Bradshaw Layfield. Yeah, uh, it has to go in. I uh, had that long title run. On in, SmackDown. On SmackDown from 04 to 05. Um, hell of a run with Ron Simmons, Farouk as the APA. Uh, an iconic character. Everyone has, Everyone who watched wrestling from the Attitude Era forward has a rough idea of who JBL Bradshaw is. Definitely yeah. a Hall of Famer, for sure. Did he, because he's Bradshaw, um, did he start out as something else before APA? Yeah, he was Justin Hawk Bradshaw that debuted in 1996 in the WWF. Uh, he had... He was had, that a cowboy? Uh, he was a cowboy. Um Came out with the cowbell. Basically did the whole Stan Hansen gimmick, swinging the cowbell around. He had a manager at the time, Uncle Zebekiah. Oh, my God. We the people. Yes, Zeb Dutch Mantel. Yeah, D- Dirty Dutch Mantel. Um, yeah, oh, my God, I know too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he, he was slated to have a decent push but then sort of got injured and then came back and then started doing the new blackjacks thing with Barry Windham where they brought back the blackjacks that's Um, where I know him from as being one of the new blackjacks I wasn't aware of that part beforehand no no um then he starts like hanging out with Tucker Michinoku teaching Tucker how to drive I don't know if you remember that (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me just say, I've looked at some of the uh, Kantai clips, apart from the obvious Velvenus one. A lot of them do not age well. Oh, no. No, not at all. Not at uh, all. There's a certain one with um, 
I think it's the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian, and Edge and Christian announce Kintai as their replacement. And they do the, uh, how to put this, they do the Hollywood trope of English over uh, Asian actors. Yes, yes, the voiceover thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah funny. Fun fact, that was Bruce Pritchard's voice. Just so you know. Um, he likes to voice everything, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He's, I guess he's their go-to voiceover guy. Um, yeah, so yeah. from new blackjacks to... Well, let's go to our former SummerSlam main eventer. Yeah, the British Bulldog himself, Davey Boy Smith. Um well overdue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will admit I'm surprised the Bulldogs aren't getting inducted as a tag team with um, Dynamite Kid Tom Billington. Yeah, there's a lot of questionable stuff about his history, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was an angry man. I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Okay. But uh, Davey Boy Smith definitely deserves it. Uh, I would say the him and the Dynamite Kid, iconic tag team in the 80s. Like, literally, I can go to the Budonga Target right now and find a British Bulldog action figure for sale. They're still selling British Bulldog toys. Do you get Matilda with it? Yeah, it's, it's one that comes with Matilda. Um <laughs> Uh, I was actually thinking, oh, if I get free time today, I might actually go grab it because I saw it there yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, scratch that bigger itch. Yeah, got real itchy. Um, but yeah, the fact that I can still go to a Target and find a wrestling figure depicting this guy from the eighties just tells you how iconic he is. They still see dollar signs in selling his likeness. Yeah. Um, like the SummerSlam main event, absolutely iconic. Wembley Stadium. Yeah, just versus what, um, oh, some some dude. I forgot his name. Uh, Brett Clark, I think. <laughs> Michael Buffer introduced him as uh, Brett the Hitman Clark. I think he said. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bret Hart, obviously, uh, his brother-in-law. I see title. I see title. First time the I see title main evented. I'm not too sure if it's done that many times since, to be honest. Not many on one of the big four that I can think of, no. No, it might be the only time on the big four, that's for sure. Um, Pretty much had the European Championship made for him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and they make him lose it in England to Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels didn't want to lose. After the after British Bulldog said, "I will successfully beat Shawn Michaels with this European title, and I will dedicate it to my dying sister." And then Shawn then Shawn Michaels politics backstage to have the finish changed after Bulldog cut that promo. Yeah, Sean's a bit of an ass. Nineteen ninety-seven, Sean Michaels, what a guy! Um, yeah, but British Bulldog, like 
Man, he's iconic. He's so great. He had a very failed run in 1999, but besides that, he pretty much had all smash hits. I, he's an immortal part <coughs> of the Shockmaster debut. <laughs> he fell on his bloody ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the positioning of that clip as soon as I start, it's Flair for the Gold, isn't it? Yes. It is. Everyone's huddled around, and you can't see anyone. You can just see four backs, and it's like, well, the shooting of this segment is bad already. Yeah. <laughs> and Shockmaster comes in, and you're like, oh, budge. <laughs> yeah. He fell on his bloody ass. <laughs> um, um, so good. So good. Like, so yeah, it, yeah. It, like, I, I. When I think of the British Bulldog, I think of the the long braided cornrows and just looking jacked up, beating people for the IC title, defending that title, just having some bangers. Like, for a big dude in that era, he could work as well. Yeah. So. Um, and his son wrestles today. Used to be yeah. with New Japan and MLW, but currently not with either. I reckon he's... Well, there was rumours that he's going to go to the UK and be part of NXT UK as their, like, big name. Ooh. Which I think would actually be perfect for him. Yeah. Depending where he's at, his family and that is, but I reckon that'd be a really good move as well. Yeah. And him versus Walter would be fantastic. Versus Walter. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah, poor Volta. Yeah. Uh, at least he's not on a normal NXT yet. But, um, yeah, British Bulldogs, iconic tag team. Davey Boy, well-deserved inductee, part of the Hart family as well. Oh, and his tag team with Owen Hart in, like, 97, 96 is when they were part of the stable of the Hart Foundation with Hillman. Pillman, Neidhart, Brett. Like, that's just some awesome stuff. Like, Raw is War from 1997, like, after WrestleMania 13, is the easiest wrestling show to watch. It's so good to watch because of the Hart Foundation, Stone Cold, DX. It's awesome. The It's so sad seeing that photo of them uh, in front of the Titantron, the five members of the Hart Foundation from the Attitude Era. Jim, yeah. Pillman, Bulldog, Owen. I've all passed away and Brett's the only one left alive. Yeah. Well, every day that we record this podcast, directly behind my computer in which we record on, I have uh, a signed Brett Hart action figure and a signed Jim, Jim Neidhart action figure. And it just reminds me every day, like, oh, man, poor Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I very much uh, the Hart family in a lot of ways is like the uh, the uh, Von Erichs uh, yeah, wrestling family with a lot of tragedies, unfortunately. I would say, like, besides the McMahons, probably the most famous wrestling family. You could argue maybe the Samoan dynasty as well, but it's all sort of neck and neck. Yeah, 
I'd, I'd say outside of um, the McMahons, because I think of them more as promoters than wrestlers, it'd be the Hearts, yeah. number one. Yeah. Well, um, you're a massive Brett Mark as it is, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, third in the class of 2020 was Jushin Fundeliger. An 11-time IWGP heavy, uh, junior heavyweight champion, one-time WCW light heavyweight champion. Just, there's not really a lot you can't say about the guy. He, for a lot of people in the 90s, was cruiserweight wrestling on WCW. Yeah, like, him and Brian Pillman just, like completely changed the game in North American wrestling, bringing that junior heavyweight style. Um, Jushin Liger is one of the most iconic wrestlers to come out of Japan, for sure. Um, you might not know his name, but you know the look, even if you're a casual fan. Like, you're like, I, I've seen that someone, I've seen that person somewhere before. He's just completely a thousand percent memorable. Like you see him once, you remember him forever. Yeah, absolutely well deserved. Um, could be argued that he only had one WWE match in NXT against Tyler Breeze, but if WWE Hall of Fame is going to consider people's WCW, ECW careers, then yeah, well deserved. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, there's people that have been inducted that never had a WWE match, like Abdullah the Butcher and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, Liger's incredible. I, I hope... Um, I, well, actually, I heard that he was going to have to do his induction over Skype. There was a few people that couldn't actually make it. I think he was one of them, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, sadly, yeah, no, no uh, liar there in, uh, in attendance. Uh, the next lot of partic- uh, inductees for 2020 was the class of the New World Order, Hollywood Hulk Hogan for his second inductee, inducted in 2005, Kevin Nash for his second induction, inducted in 2015, Scott Hall, inducted in 2014 and Sean Waltman for his second inductee inducted in 2019 as part of Degeneration X. Yeah. One of these is not like the other. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Xbox are deserved two-time Hall of Famer. Don't try to play unbiased. We know you think it. He, you, we know you think he is. And here's the thing. The one, two, three kid hasn't even been inducted yet. So <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to get three. That'll be his third induction. Yeah. Because it'll be one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, terrible. But um, NWO, Waltman isn't really one I think of when I think NWO. I think of him more as the band incarnation from TNA. <laughs> because... NWO, I think of Hogan, Nash, Hall, and like the giant Bischoff. Yeah. Uh, later on, Sting in Wolfpack and stuff. But um, Waltman was in DX 
for a lot of the time I like for my memories of NWO. Yeah, like Waltman in in reality was on TV as a member of the NWO for like maybe six months. Like it wasn't that long. Oh, wow. Because he got injured and then when he got injured, he got fired and then he went to the WWF. Yeah. Uh, and then Hogan said he couldn't cut the mustard, brother. And then Triple H did that promo. You look to your blood, you look to the click. Um, that moment's awesome. Like, yeah, I I did think that, like, Six, as a member of the NWO, Sean Waltman, Six was awesome. Um, he had this incredible ladder match in WCW against Eddie Guerrero for the US title. NWO sold out 1997, the only good match on the show. Uh, definitely worth checking out. He he had so much potential with his run, but it cut short. There are definitely more iconic members of the NWO. Like even your Ted DiBiase's and your Virgils are more important to the grand scheme of the NWO than your Sean Waltman's. Don't you mean Vincent? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Vincent. Well, give Brian Adams crush an induction. Give uh, Dennis Rodman the worm his induction. He should be. I legitimately think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as far as uh, we'll talk about the celebrity wing in a moment, but NWO, well-deserved, long overdue. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised it took him this long. I suppose I wanted to put DX in first just to get that last jab at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another uh, tag team, this uh, 2020s women's inductees are the Bella Twins, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella. Thoughts? Uh, I, I actually was a big fan of Nikki Bella's title run that she had. I thought she was great in it. Uh, Brie Bella was questionable at times in the ring. But in the end, the Hall of Fame is a television show. And it is somewhat about getting ratings or getting viewership on the network and stuff like that. Um, it's about merchandising. It's about all that sort of stuff. It's about marketing. And these are two of the most well-known female wrestlers in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably the two uh, female wrestlers you associate most with the Divas era of like 2008 to 2017, 16, whenever they got rid of the butterfly belt. Yeah. Like you think of that belt, you think of the Bellas pretty much straight away. Definitely. The Bellas and, and AJ. And Eliza doesn't follow many wrestlers any wrestlers on Instagram, but she follows both of the Bella twins. So that sort of tells you like the appeal these two have. Do you watch Total Bellas? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. I mainly watch it for the Daniel Bryan <laughs> stuff because he's just hilarious on it. Um, yeah, but Eliza loves it. Eliza loves Total Bellas. She's not that into Total Divas. She just likes the Bellas stuff. Uh, she thinks John Laurinaitis is the funniest sounding man in the planet. 
Really? <laughs> you should watch a lot more rugby league interviews because a lot of them sound like that. Yeah, yeah. People power! Because mm. um, they get here in the voice box. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well-deserved, Bella Twins. Um, I would have thought people would have gone in uh, sooner before the Bellas, but given how big of a name they are right now and um, the fact they look to both be retired now, uh, yeah. well-deserved. Yeah, I think, like, with these Hall of Fame inductees, like, social media following, marketing and all that has a huge part to play in this. And that will be my justification about an inductee from the 2021 class. Oh, yeah. Uh, celebrity wing time. 2020 celebrity wing inductee, William Shatner. Yeah, I'll chuck him in the free agent pool. <laughs> I mean... He'd be a good commentator. He'd be good if you're doing a bunch of creepy vignettes and you need somebody to throw to him. But other than that, I can't think of what you'd do with him. Yeah, you just have him as part of your broadcast team. Interviewer, commentator. William yeah. Shatner on commentary would be incredible. That's what you do with him. Um, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you want to argue the celebrity point now? Well, this is all about marketing, isn't it? <laughs> as I'm saying. Like... Well, I think, like, guys like like Dennis Rodman would be perfect for this. Carl Malone, even. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor's not in? I don't think he is. Oh, there you go. And he main evented a bloody WrestleMania. Is Bam Bam in? No. Jeez, I must have liked the main event of WrestleMania 11. 11? Yeah. Well, it was, like, one of the worst WrestleManias ever, so fair enough. Um, <laughs> Shatner had a few appearances on Raw. Like, I remember him doing a segment with Jerry Lawler in the King's Court in the mid-'90s. I've watched that on the network before. It was pretty good. In terms of iconic appearances in the WWE, nothing really stands out. Yeah. Um, yeah, this... This sort of came out of left field for me. I'm like, oh, okay, what's he done? And looked up, oh, he's a guest host on Raw, and he commentated a documentary, Breaking Ground. Like, oh, okay. Forgot Breaking that. Ground was good, but I don't really think that warrants a celebrity induction, but okay. Um, yeah. Who was it? Um, Jeopardy guy. Uh, Alex... Alex Trebek. Yeah. Wasn't he a big wrestling fan? Yeah, there was him. Um, I thought they would have inducted him because he passed away last yeah, year. Yeah, that would be a good one, actually. I'm shocked they still haven't inducted Motorhead yet since Lemmy passed away like five years ago now. Yeah, I'm not a big Motorhead fan. you got to admit, though, Motorhead's like iconic with the WWE. The problem I have with Motorhead is <laughs> their two songs for Triple H that he uses sound very similar. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, which one is this? And then you got to give it like 15 seconds to go, oh, this is B song. I thought this yeah. was A song. 
Yeah, the, they actually use the exact same chords for both songs too, just at different octaves. Anyway, that's music nerd talk. Um, yeah, yes. um, I, I do agree. So you're pretty much always going to um, barrack that um, Rodman should get in. Oh, yeah, I'm always going to bring up the point that how is Cindy Lauper not in the yeah. Hall of Fame yet? Yeah, that too. That's that's ridiculous. Like it's Cindy Lauper, Lawrence Taylor, Dennis Rodman. Um, I'm sure you can think of other celebrity appearances. Yeah. Was there any big celebrities that ever had involvement in ECW? Because those are sort of the two big ones from WWE, WCW. I don't think they would ever put her in, but Jenna Jameson, she had a, <laughs> she had a pretty that? good... Um, let's just say a film star, a very famous 90s film star. Um... Yes, of the adult category. Anyway, uh, yeah, she did a fair few angles with ECW back in the day. Fred Durst should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Bugger it. Limp Biscuit should go in. For, for that My Way video package alone, Limp Biscuit deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah. I'd argue more for Limp Biscuit than I would for Motorhead. Oh, yeah. You, you know what? Yeah, the My Way video package is way more iconic than Triple H's theme song. Whilst we're on the subject of music, why not induct Puffer Roach for their ECW theme song? Oh, yuck. <laughs> what, you don't like Don't Question My Heart? No, I was actually thinking about giving that to um, someone on my Fugs roster as a theme song to troll the ECW fans. Uh. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Anyhow, Warrior Award recipient Titus (laughs) O'Neill? Yeah, he does a lot of uh, charity work for the WWE, which is cool. Would have thought this would have been the year you give it to Shad. Yeah. <laughs> I like. suppose so much happened last year, I completely forgot about that. But um yeah. Although I suppose then they got a You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They could have asked family, family could have said no. No. Yeah, true, true. Um Yeah. Uh, well deserved. Well deserved for his charity work. He does, yeah, sure. Does a lot. <laughs> sure. Plus, he knows how to take a joke. He made a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Out of his stumble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's the uh, the class of 2020. You have John Bradshaw Layfield, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, Jushin Funderliger, New World Order members Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman, the Ballard Twins, Nicky and Bree, Celebrity inductee William Shatner and Warrior Award goes to Titus O'Neill. Pretty big class. Yeah. And then you have 2021, which sees the individual inductees of Molly Holly. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Deserves to be in it. Well deserved. Uh, 
surprised it hadn't happened sooner when I saw this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you see the video of um, Hurricane like telling Molly Holly she was going to get inducted? Yeah. So so wholesome. That's what. That's the trend that they have with this 2021 class. You can actually see videos of them reacting to finding out, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think that's cool, and you can always do that as sort of like a um a little bonus snippet on the network for your Hall of Fames um, yeah. in your Hall of Fame group. Yeah, there's that Beth Phoenix documentary that just dropped on the network, and there's this cool, awesome moment where Edge is filming Beth and they're like going for a walk along the beach and Edge tells Beth that she's going to be in the Hall of Fame and Beth doesn't believe him and stuff. Awesome moment worth checking out from that de- documentary. Um, yeah, absolutely deserved. Molly Holly, two-time women's champion, one-time Hall of, uh, hardcore champion, well-deserved guy in the Hall of Fame. Big part of sort of the uh, Attitude Era women didn't get enough recognition as much as, say, Trish and Lita. Yeah, if she came along today, she'd be the biggest star in wrestling. But because she was like, she was not your typical diva of the time. I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible. Um, she, she wasn't all about her assets. She was about her wrestling. And... She was a fantastic wrestler. She started off in WCW in 1999 as Miss Madness 99 as one of Randy Savage's uh, uh, ringside valets. And then she jumps over to the WWF, becomes part of the Fighting Holly Cousins. Um, has that awesome angle with Spike Dudley. As, and they're like basically Romeo and Juliet torn between their fighting cousins and stuff. <laughs> I forgot about the uh, the Holly-Dudley feud. Yeah, yeah, and, like, Spike and Molly are in love, but but the Dudley boys and Crash and Hardcore hate each other. Oh, so, such a good angle. Like, those two were so wholesome, like Spike and Molly. What was it? Mighty Molly? Yeah, then she becomes Mighty Molly with the hurricane, and then she goes into a heel shtick about like just wanting to be a serious wrestler and get rid of the bra and panties matches, and it's kind of telling that at the time they considered that to be a heel gimmick, when now that would probably be a babyface gimmick. Yeah, times change, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And she um, had her head shaved at WrestleMania. Yeah, what happened there? I can't. Re- I remember the photo, but I can't remember what happened. I think it was WrestleMania 20. It was her versus Victoria, hair versus hair. It was Molly Holly's idea to do it, <laughs> to get over, basically. Well, it worked. Yeah. And she, um, in the Beth Phoenix documentary, Molly Holly anom- anonymously paid for Beth Phoenix to go to Florida and be a part of developmental, paid for a training in FCW. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there's, like, many stories of Molly Holly doing that, like, well after Molly Holly's retired. Yeah, well-deserved. Uh, she has come back, like, once or twice since um, uh, name-redacted Memorial Battle Royal and Women's Royal Rumble and 
yeah. here and there occasionally, but that's sort of about it. Like most of the um, the Hall of Fame and the the Legends women's, they're just sort of coming back now for the Rumble. But I think the Rumble this year or last year had no Legends in it and a lot of uh, the NXT women, and that's because the main roster is trying to fill up uh, oh. a lot of women's slots so they won't have to rely as heavy on the women's uh, Legends and Hall of Famers. But it is nice to see those Hall of Famers and Legends get a chance to do a Rumble that 20 years ago they would have never have done unless they were someone like a China. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, second inductee of 2021, Eric Bischoff. Thank the Lord for this. Because my biggest complaint last year when last year's class was announced, how do you put in the NWO without putting... Eric Bischoff in. Well, God damn it, he deserves to go in by himself. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, I, I think he's very much someone like a um a Heyman. They're going to go in on their own one day, and yeah. it just shows uh, how much control he had of WCW at the time. Um, and just yeah, even when he came over to WWE, how much he did on Raw during those years. Yeah, like, put aside his stuff like running WCW, him as an on-screen character as the Raw general manager was fantastic. It was really awesome in that role. And then you take into account that he's the one guy that was able to beat Vince McMahon for a sustained period of time. Like, yeah, this dude deserves to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, well, well-deserved on his own. Again, shocking that uh, he didn't go in with NWO. Yeah. Uh, I think the only sad bit about that is that he's not going to be a two-time Hall of Famer, but X-Pac is no offence. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, X-Pac gets an NWO Hall of Fame ring, but Eric Bischoff doesn't. Yeah. Um. Third inductee, that's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane. Yeah. Um, well, he's obviously rolling on a high just after debuting at Starcade for Freddy's Ultimate Game Show. Like, it's all happening for him. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, obviously well-deserved. Like, this dude scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it, I'm surprised, like, looking at his stats here, one-time WWF champion, one-time World Heavyweight champion, one-time ECW champion, two-time IC, one-time hardcore, one-time 24-7, two-time WWE tag, and nine-time world tag, one-time WCW tag, SmackDown Money in the Bank winner 2010, um... Most cumulative Royal Rumble match eliminations at 46 and most Royal Rumble match appearances at 20. Hell of a career. Yeah. Yeah. And it all started off as a dentist. Oh, yeah. I suppose you could talk a bit about, uh, what was it, Isaac Yankum, Fake Diesel? Yeah. So basically, I love the angle that led to his debut was 
Jerry Lawler had a kiss my foot match with Bret Hart. Mm. So for like two months, Jerry Lawler wasn't washing his feet. He was walking barefoot everywhere, building up funguses on his feet, like getting his feet real gross. And he loses the match to Bret Hart and Bret Hart makes Jerry Lawler, like he bends his leg and makes Jerry Lawler kiss his own foot. (laughs) And so because his feet were so disgusting, it started ruining Jerry Lawler's breath. So he had to go to a dentist and he found a dentist that wanted to get even at Bret Hart and it was Dr. Isaac Yank. Isaac Yankum, DDS. Just, <laughs> I, I love the storytelling idea of like, yeah, he had to go to a dentist because he made his feet real gross. But yeah, it was a horrible gimmick. <laughs> and, um, Diesel leaves the WWF and they're like, oh, well, they can have Kevin Nash, but we own Diesel. That's we can do Diesel without him. So here comes fake Diesel, Glenn Jacobs, the future Kane. He does that for a little bit. <laughs> and finally, Kane comes out, debuts at the Hell in a Cell, and the rest is history. Aren't you missing one important gimmick? Oh, the Christmas creature? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it was the Christmas creature in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, who complains about how goofy the gimmicks are these days and how goofy Orange Cassidy is. But hey, everyone, look at how serious my Christmas creature is. <laughs> we dressed up a seven foot dude in tinsel and little uh, Christmas ball decorations. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um,. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's sad that um, Paul Bearer's passed because that'd be, if not Taker, it'd be Paul Bearer to induct Kane. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. What a what a career. What a lengthy career too. Coming back, reinventing himself as Kane multiple times. Yeah. Changing his um, look, corporate Kane with Stephanie for a while. Yeah. That one episode of Raw where he was concessions cane because he had to serve hot dogs. Oh, man, that was great. (laughs) Um, Like, even look back at his career, like, he was so dynamic. Like, he could fit into a tag team with just about anyone. Like, he had awesome tag team runs with X-Puck. He had an awesome... (laughs) Yeah, like, that tag team run was incredible. Um, He had a fantastic run with the hurricane as a tag team and they were like the hurricane with a k yeah and um and then he had that great run with someone we're going to talk about later as a tag team someone part of this same class he had some good tag team runs with big show and stuff like that daniel bryan obviously i almost forgot that like yeah, he's just there's always been a spot for Kane on the roster. You forgot one important tag team member. The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, of course, the Undertaker, obviously. <laughs> um yeah, he even had like that tag 
title run with Mankind. Like, Kane had a lot of tag partners, and they were all pretty good. Yes, someone who played well with others, unlike one of your Fugs drafts. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Vicious. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Hard your scissors, here comes Sid. <laughs> Uh, from there, the next inductee of the class of 2021, the great Kali. <laughs> yeah, this is the one where I'm like, I get it. They want to expand into India. He's the biggest Indian wrestling name they've ever had. He's probably got billions of people that follow him in India alone. Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it from that aspect. Do I think he's a deserved Hall of Famer? Without that, I don't know. I don't know. There's people in there that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame less than the great Carly, to be honest. Coco? Yeah, yeah, your Coco Bewares and stuff like that. Like, no offence to the locals, but even the Bushwhackers... <laughs> Uh, I think the Bushwhackers, if you're going to argue people outside of WWE, like a AWA yeah. and your um, Abdullah the Butcher type people, the Bushwhackers yeah. as the sheep herders deserve to go in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It just depends. Like, the great Carly's a former world champion. He, he's a movie star. Like, he's been in movies. He had, what, a uh, 10... 12-year run with the WWE consistently. Yeah. Like, if you're with the company for that long, there has to... You have to be sort of Hall of Fame-worthy. Yeah, that's fair enough, too. Um, another inductee, Rob Van Dam. Well overdue. Yeah. Uh, second... Only the second um, sort of pure ECW inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Who's the other? Terry Funk? Oh, my God. Get out. Dudleys. Oh, the Dudleys. I forgot they went in. Yeah, I honestly forgot Let me just look up Fugs here. Uh, Who has the Dudleys on their roster? Come on. I've got people on my roster that will never get into the Hall of Fame now. Um, where's Maven? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Rob Van Dam, just like one of the coolest dudes to watch when I was a kid. Like, man, you just wanted to hang out with Rob Van Dam. <laughs> it was the coolest. Yeah. Uh, I probably really want to hang out with him now, too. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Love you, Liza. Of course, uh, spent a lot of time in ECW, where he was a television champ, two-time tag champ. Do you know who his tag uh, champ partner was? Uh, Sabu. The homicidal, genocidal, suicidal Sabu. Yeah, Sabu. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The... Only man to co-hold the WWE and ECW championship in WWE. And yeah. then everything happened. 
Yeah. And yeah. he never went back to that position. Nope. Um, yeah, who can forget his incredible run with Ricardo Rodriguez as a manager? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, but yeah, Rob Van Dam was just incredible. Uh, I've recently picked him up in the Fugs draft. I was, he was like high on my priority list to get because he's just so he's so versatile, main event on mid card. I feel like WWE never. I uh, did him justice by giving him that heel run that he sort of had in ECW where he was incredible as a heel. You needed uh, Bill Alfonso for that. Oh, they could have easily have got him. What else was Bill Alfonso up to in the mid 2000s? <laughs> well, that maybe reffing at TNA. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, RVD is incredible. Like one of my all time favorites. Now, Iconic theme song, too. Oh, man. Wasn't the urban legend that because he was, like, the longest reigning TV champ at the time, he got injured in ECW, the plan was for him to face, I think it was Rhino at the time, and be a dual champion? Yeah. And, I think he was meant to beat Mike Awesome for the title, actually. Ah. And yeah. then the company closed down. Yeah. And then, of course, one night stand happens the first time, and he's injured again. Yeah, yeah, just cruel twists of fate. Because it was him who went to Vince and said, let's do a reunion show because the DVDs have sold so well for uh, Rise and Fall of ECW. Yeah. And then he gets injured, he comes out, he cuts the, um, the promo with Bill Alfonso saying how much he misses it and that he wishes he was part of it. I think he, like, kicks someone. Oh, no, that's year two. I know what happened. And then year two happens. Um, ECW is going to be its own brand. Mysterio has a match against uh, Sabu, Mysterio's world heavyweight champion. They go for a table on the outside. The match is waved off, which... I mean, that's your first red flag of the new ECW right there. Yeah, bloody oath. I mean, the way the table broke, it did look bad, but the fact yeah. both men walked to the back, yeah. <laughs> if you were a fan of the original ECW, yeah, that's not going to be good. Oh, um, you, you had people falling from the roof of the building in ECW. <laughs> like, you had New Jack, like, doing some stuff that he should be locked up for in ECW. <laughs> So, yeah, um, Rob Van Dam, well-deserved. I hope that we get more ECW guys into the Hall of Fame. Like, I think, like, a Sabu deserves to go in as much as anyone. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that Sabu is the one that inducts him. Yeah, it's those two who are tied as much as um, Raven and Tommy. Yeah, I could also say, like, people linked with the company, which would make more sense, like a Paul Heyman inducting Rob Van Dam. Depending on how they are on speaking terms at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Paul did owe a lot of people a lot of money, <laughs> allegedly. 
Yeah, so they say. Um, yeah, and of course, um, championship match against Cena. The one time the crowd has been anti-Cena, it's not let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It's Cena sucks, Rob Van Dam. Yeah. It is, and it is just one of those times where it's never going to happen again, where the crowd is so anti-someone for someone in WWE. Yeah. Um, of course, goes on to win the match. WWE champion says he's going to retire it for the next uh, on ECW TV that week for the ECW championship. Paul Heyman presents him the ECW championship, and Rob Van Dam says the famous line of, after Paul asks, "What are you going to do with that one?" He says, "Well, of course, I'm going to keep the ECW championship. You know, love and cherish it, but this one, I'm going to keep this one too, because it spins." um what i was thinking like that just reminds me like rob van dam always hated how his promos were scripted in wwe because he was the yeah whatever dude kind of guy what's the over under on us getting a ridiculous stoner riddle rvd backstage segment at wrestlemania this year I'd say odds would be 420. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can say it. Bro, dude, bro, dude, bro, dude. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the entire segment too. <laughs> and I will hate it. Um, <laughs> did you know there's a second celebrity inductee this year? Because I did not. I did, yes. I just read about it this morning, actually. Oh, gosh. Because They're going off the rails here on a crazy train. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ozzy Osbourne. Like, well-deserved. <laughs> <laughs> he had an awesome, like, appearance at WrestleMania 2, I believe, with Jake yeah. Roberts. Yeah. That's what I remember him doing. Yeah, um... He did, like, some guest host stuff. He, Yeah, they did a live performance on SmackDown one year. Um, Also, like, as recently as the most recent NXT War Games pay-per-view, the theme song was a Black Sabbath song. Perhaps this is a way for WWE to get a bit of a deal on using some of Ozzy Osbourne's music in the future as well, because Triple Triple H loves Ozzy Osbourne. He's talked about it before. I thought Ozzy didn't own any of his um, Black Sabbath catalog. I I have no idea on that one. So maybe you know more than I do. (laughs) Maybe it's probably Sharon. Yes, remember when sure. that was the biggest reality TV show and everything yeah. got beeped out of it? And then you have a show like Jersey Shore and it's like, here, let's film everything. Yeah. Sharon! 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 <laughs> His dog. Yeah. Oh, and then Kelly Osborne tried to have a music career. Oh. Better than Shane McMahon career. I don't know. <laughs> what just happened? I think we just entered a glitch in this matrix. Um, 
Yeah, well, Kelly Osborne was better than Brooke Hogan. That's the one. Well <laughs> done, sir. Oh, he does. It's other members who don't. There you uh, go. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. They just want they want to use some of the Black Sabbath catalogue because Black Sabbath's music works really well with wrestling. Apparently. Ma maybe they can, like, yeah, get a deal for Iron Man so they can re-edit the stuff on the network and the Road Warriors can actually come out to their proper entrance music that they used to come out to in the early days of WCW. Oh, um, God. Americans, Unlikely, have fun though. with your network this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get for making us wait a full year for the network. Yeah, just you no wait. Sippy. WWE Network coming to KO this oh. September. <laughs> oh, KO's the worst. <laughs> they're, they're cheaper than Foxtel. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the way that runs. Anyway. That's just my personal taste. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but that'd be the best option. Uh, what class. a class. <laughs> yeah, class of 2021. Sort of a, a mixed bag. You've got Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, Kane, the great Carly, Rob Van Dam, and celebrity inductee Ozzy Osbourne. No tag team. Uh, um, unless you include RVD and Kane as a tag team. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, a lot a lot um, of inductees, I suppose. I didn't think they were going to do as many uh, 2021, given they hadn't already put in 2020. But, um, yeah, they're still going ahead with a, a reasonably full class. Yeah, I would love to know what they're going to do with Batista. Yeah. Also, do you think we get, um, what is it, Legacy Wing this year? I hope so. Let's add some more people to the pool. <laughs> add some more oldies. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Sh uh, give Mario Milano an induction. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, let him be eligible so we can have an Aussie in our game. Ah, oh man, this has been fun. Yeah. Nice little bonus for you humans. Yeah, man. Uh, so I suppose we'll wrap things up here. Uh, Alex, where can the good humans find you? You can find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up WrestlingOzStyle on Facebook and you can find Chris at... At I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and using the RSS feed in the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.